During the past year, I have been traveling around as part of the bishop staff, so I've been working for you. And I've been in churches all over the diocese. I've been in urban churches and rural churches and suburban churches. I've been in big parishes and I've been in itty bitty tiny little parishes. I've been in parishes where it's packed like it is today, and I've also been in parishes where there's just a smattering of people. In fact, there was one parish, I'm not kidding, the men sat in the hallway, I don't know why, and there were a couple, a handful of women, one sat there, one sat there, and one sat over there. It was a little odd and awkward. I've been to Caribbean parishes, I've been to African parishes, I've been to Latin American parishes and African American parishes and every kind of parish in between. And I just want you to know I'm so grateful to be back here at St. John's where I would consider it my home. This is where I met my husband and my children were baptized and confirmed here and I was raised up and formed here. So thank you so much for having me this morning. Before we jump into scripture, um, let's pray. Gracious God, I pray that your words are spoken and that your love is heard. In Jesus' name, amen. So how many of you raced home after the rector's sermon last Sunday and read the 13th chapter of Matthew's Gospel? Everybody? You would do that, of course, because you know that we're going to linger in this area for a couple of weeks. So next week you'll hear the parable of the mustard seed, and you'll hear the pearl of great price. And last week we heard the parable of the sower, and this week, obviously, the parable of the weeds in the wheat. So remember, Jesus is telling these parables because he is not being heard in the cities where the authorities are. He's not being heard by those in power. So he's out, and often he's getting hundreds, if not thousands of people who are listening to his stories and his messages, and what he's telling them are stories that they can relate to. They're fishermen and shepherds and farmers and widows and merchants, people who are living barely day by day. And so he tells these stories to give them an idea of what is happening in the world at that time. And basically what I think he's saying today is, I've got some good news and I've got some bad news. The good news is there is good in the world and God's in charge. And the bad news is there's evil in the world, but God's also in charge. I think that's good news because that means I'm not in charge. I'm not God. You're not God. We're not God. So we don't need to decide who's in or who's out. We don't need to decide who goes to heaven and who doesn't. We can leave the judgment up to God. So for better or worse, we're not God. And we can look over the field and see all that's good and some of the bad and know that sorting the wheat and the weeds, it's not on us. So that would be a really short sermon, right? We could just be done and go on, be early to brunch. But what about all those weeds? They're right there. We can see them. Evil is right there. Famine, pain, suffering, deceit, lies, betrayal. 
I don't know when the last time you drove past a field was, but last week I was driving in rural Virginia, and they rotate the crops there, and this year the crops are soybeans. And there was acre after acre after acre of thriving soybean fields. And in the midst of all of them, weeds. Every one of them had weeds. It didn't mean that one farmer was a better farmer because he didn't have weeds. It didn't mean that one farmer was using better, better seeds and her farm didn't have weeds. You could see them. Everyone could see them. What about our own fields? What if we walk our fields and we take a closer look at ourselves and we see the weeds growing amongst our thriving lives? There are little weeds, like the little ones that we have when we're younger, like when we sneak into our sister's room, even though she told us not to. Or when we took that little extra cash on top of our dad's dresser without asking. But our weeds are a little bit bigger now, aren't they? And they're stronger, wrapped in shame and guilt. We hope nobody asks about them, like what we did in college, or about our first marriage about that meeting out of town last year. We try not to think about those weeds. Sometimes we medicate them away, exercise, or worse. Or we throw money at them, hoping that that will make them go away. Sometimes we explain them away, don't we? I was young, I was drunk, I was angry, I was so lonely, I was broke. But they're still there. And our parable today reminds us that those weeds do not go away. We can't remove them, even if we want to. And boy, sometimes do we want to. So what do we do? Well, I'll offer two things. First, we recognize our mistakes or our sins, whichever we want to call them. We see them, we own them, we take responsibility for them. There's an ancient story, a Japanese story, about a military ruler who loved pottery. And one day, one of his servants walks by, and he knocks off his favorite piece of pottery, and it shatters on the ground. And everybody holds their breath, because the military ruler is known for his hot temper. But another servant comes and sweeps up the pottery and repairs it with gold. And when the pottery, the bowl, is presented back to the military ruler, everybody can see now that it's fixed and it's even more beautiful than it was before. They say that the true life of the bowl began when it was dropped. That practice is called kitsukuroi. We have a piece of pottery like that in our house to remind us that we're a little bit more beautiful having been broken. What's happened in our past is in our past, but it is also who we are. And it doesn't make us any less beautiful in God's eyes. Which leads me to my second point. Repent. Repent means to turn. Come, come to this altar. Come and prepare yourself to be repaired through God's grace. Listen to our Eucharistic prayer today. For when we had fallen into sin and become subject to evil and death, it's in there. We say it every week. Christ died for our sins. I like to call coming to the altar 
a do-over. That's not the official theological term, the do-over. But it's a chance to start over, isn't it? It's a chance to turn, to turn back to God. It doesn't say forget, and it doesn't say ignore, but it does mean forgive. Forgive yourself because the one who loves you more than anything has already forgiven you. So use those weeds to show that you are more than what you did. You've been invited to participate in what's happening in the world through your broken and more beautiful life. In spite of our weeds, we are invited to take part in the activity of God in this world, to be Christians, to be better Christians, to be Christian attorneys and doctors, to be Christian parents and children, to be Christian friends and leaders in our schools, in our communities, in our work. Whatever is stirring in your heart, pay attention to that because it is an open invitation to be part of the solution. The soil is good. God sows abundantly. And yes, evil is real. Sin is a problem. The weeds are there. But we can return in our brokenness. We can come in a broken world and accept the invitation to thrive and to grow despite all of that. And best of all, we get to allow God to be God. Amen.